Hey, welcome to Living Ardently. I'm your host, Adrian Guaraldi, and we are back with another episode. It is a Friday. Actually, you're listening to this on a Monday, but it's a Friday for us. If you're watching on YouTube, hopefully I'm back on track with uploading and stuff, but uh, you see that I'm sitting next to sitting next to somebody in a new environment, which is our new apartment, my new apartment that I'm living in, and uh, our new pseudo studio. Hopefully it sounds better. Um, it's really echoey in here, so apologize for the sound if that's going to be a problem. Hopefully it doesn't, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll play by ear. <laughs> we have a great episode for you. Um, we're back, hopefully. You got last week's episode really late because of just the move. It's been really crazy having to go to work. I commute now 30 minutes, so it's just been a lot of um, moving back and forth. And my week's just been really off, and we didn't have Wi-Fi, so I couldn't really like work on uh, uploading stuff because we didn't have internet. And I couldn't use my hotspot because I only have like two bars of signal here. So we are back though, and hopefully we'll get back to a regular schedule of podcasting. So let's get into it. So today's episode is a Meet the Writer episode, and if you're watching, you'll see again, you'll see a friend of mine next to me. He is one of my best friends. He is one of my groomsmen, um, household brother, um, and uh, we met when he was a freshman. I was a senior in college, and um, I knew he was going to be my friend when uh, he was able to climb into a, a pool table back when he was much skinnier than he actually is now. Yeah, I grew a little bit. Not sure if you could tell. (laughs) (laughs) This is my friend, my brother, Christopher Limhuko, and our writer for Living Ardently. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Chris, you just started about a month ago, right? Or a couple months ago. I think just about two months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So we've been friends for a long time and you know, we're trying to constantly grow the team of Living Ardently, and um, and especially the writers. We're trying to create more like positions for um, other other parts of the podcast, um, the blog, and stuff like that to kind of expand the team and grow uh, grow the fruits and expand the, uh, like the fruits of the work. So we added a bunch of other new writers. Like we added, I think, twice as much as we originally had. Uh, we lost a, uh, lost one. And we're about to lose another one for a bit because she's about to have a baby, Regina. Mm-hmm. Regina is about to have a baby, so we'll get into it when, uh, you know, we'll, we'll continue to grow. But today we're interviewing and having a Meet the Writer episode in our in our apartment. I mean, his, his my apartment. apartment. <laughs> Chris actually just is here often because his grandma lives right across the street, which is where he lives. Mm-hmm. So... We are gonna uh, let me let's we're gonna play some quick rapid fire questions. I'm gonna ask you questions and you're gonna answer them, and see how you do. Okay. Okay. All right. So we're gonna we're we're gonna try to get to know you a little bit better, but I'm also gonna try to stump you. Okay. Okay. So you gotta be quick. Invisibility or super strength. Invisibility. Favorite junk food. Uh, fries. Favorite childhood TV show. Uh, Sesame Street. Uh, last Halloween costume. Bat- uh, Spider-Man last year. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, like no, uh, I actually just bought a Spider-Man costume. That'll be for this year. <laughs> <laughs> Most insp- uh, do you do you ever post inspirational quotes on your social media? I like to think I do. Uh, mostly, it's just about uh, whatever comes to mind, and some people find it funny, and some people <laughs> find it inspiring. I don't know. Uh, say a word in Spanish. Uh, si. Favorite ice cream flavor? Uh, mint chocolate chip. Favorite number. Uh, 
What per, uh, what does a person need to be happy? God. Um, if Voldemort offered you a hug, would you accept it? Yes. <laughs> it's his cup. Hey, oh, <laughs> you gave me that cup. <laughs> no, <laughs> For those of you listening, he is drinking out of a Slytherin cup. Um, <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> Are lifeguards attractive? Distracted? Attract- attractive. Attractive. Uh, I don't swim at the pool, so no. Um, there's, there's, there's lifeguards at the beach. What are you talking about? Not every beach that we've been to. Mm. Um, well, there's off duty. How, um, how many pull-ups can you do in a row? Uh, are these with assistance? <laughs> <laughs> um, let, let's go with eight. Eight. Yeah. Um, say something in an Asian language. Uh, <laughs> nani? <laughs> nani? <laughs> Could have said something in our language, but this joke. <laughs> big dogs or small dogs? Ooh, uh, big dogs. Are women complicated? Yes. <laughs> say good day, mate, in an Australian accent. Say which one? Good day, mate, in an Australian accent. Good day, mate. Um, how often is healthy to cry? Um, never. Paper or plastic? Oh, paper. <laughs> Are rats cute? Yes. Favorite car? Um, Subaru Outback 98. Blue. Preferably blue. Do you know how to salsa <laughs> dance? Uh, no. What's the acronym for scuba stand for? Uh, something Cuban underwater <laughs> by America. <laughs> <laughs> What's your idea outside temperature? Uh, 65. Uh, have you ever slapped someone in the face? Yes. When? Um, when was that? Fifth, sixth grade? <laughs> it was a good friend of mine. Great. He's in the seminary now. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Giving presents or getting presents? Ooh, giving. Um, Marvel or Star Wars? Marvel. DC or Marvel? Marvel. Iron Man or Captain America? Captain He's so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> do you like the smell of gasoline? Yes. Do you uh, do you like the name Charlie for a girl? Uh, yeah. Do you know the definition of triskaidekaphobia? What was is that English? Triskaidekaphobia. What were you asking? Do you know the definition of it? No. It's a fear of number thirteen. Uh, favorite carnival food? Uh, funnel cake. Uh, climb a mountain or jump from a plane? Ooh. Climb a mountain. Have you ever seen a kangaroo in person? Nope. Uh, when people stand up for uh, when people when people stand up for a standing ovation, are you usually one of the earlier people to stand or one of the later ones? Later ones. Um, what is the capital of New York? Albuquerque. That's, that's New Canada. Mexico. That's New Mexico. <laughs> I don't know New York. <laughs> well, it's not New York. I, I was thinking of Albany. Albany. There you go. Is it I, Albany? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Would you eat a day old taco, a taquito from Seven Eleven? Yes. Um, do you have any friends taller than six foot four? Yes. Dark chocolate, milk chocolate. Dark chocolate. Polka dots or stripes. Mm, stripes. Um, what's a con- uh, what is a country you'd be okay with never visiting in your life? 
country, 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 country. All the countries are just disappearing. <laughs> North Korea. Most um, embarrassing store you might have been seen shopping at. Most embarrassing store? You might have been seen sop- shopping at. Uh, I had to walk into uh, Victoria's Secret one time. <laughs> For what? I honestly don't remember. <laughs> I hope I wasn't just in there by myself. That's even worse. The fact that you're admitting to it, that's great. <laughs> and using an Elmo voice, tell me how you like your coffee. <laughs> I can't go that high. Uh, so, Elmo likes coffee black. <laughs> it sounded like Elmo choked at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> and last one have you ever stolen anything yeah what was it it was a comb my mom found out and then she paid for the, like the whole value pack later so oh, you you stole a whole comb i, I stole like a, a comb that, yeah and then i was just like playing with it and then i think my mom found out it was like green color kind of clear and then uh i think my mom found it later and then she like ran back to the store and Dead. paid for it that's hilarious yeah that's great. And that is <laughs> that is our rapid fire segment, and you did really well. Actually, Thanks. I think one of the best um, in the whole like time we've been doing rapid fire questions with people. So, kudos. Thanks. No bias. Should I should I do a standing ovation standing for ovation myself for yourself? <laughs> I'll be early for this one. Right. Just because it's about you. Yeah. <laughs> Pride. I'm sorry. So let's let's just like go a little bit deeper into how we met. Um, What's your first memory of of us meeting? I'm pretty sure it's during orientation week, and you're helping me move in. I, I first met, um, was it Risa? Risa Garza, yeah. Yeah, I first met Risa, and then she asked if I was Filipino, and then um, I think she like called over you, and then you're helping me move in with my parents, and then you're just like, oh, you're Filipino, so you invited me to a Filipino party. And then when we got to the Filipino party, there was like, of course, ramen. There was spam. <laughs> I think there was like egg in the ramen. And right. I was like, and then I, and then I met Jordan. I oh, was like, yeah. Adrian? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I looked around. And I was like, they look the same. <laughs> I don't know which one's which. And so that was, I think that was first time meeting you and mm-hmm. like the subsequent the the reason the reason so I have we have I have a unofficial twin <laughs> named Jordan from uh, we met in Ave, and he came in my second year and when he came in his first year, like people were like, Adrian I'm like and I always thought like my first year was like everyone's got like a doppelganger like I kind of want one too, and then suddenly, Jordan comes along and we like become such a tandem become best friends, um, so that's really fun and uh, he. We used to look a lot more alike because I didn't have a beard. And that's basically the reason why I grew a beard, to have some distinguishedness between me and him. <laughs> that's the only reason, yeah. Right, right. Um, so w- give us a little bit about your faith background. Did you, were you uh, raised Catholic? Were you um convert? Uh, as far as I know, I've always been Catholic. I mean, I, um, I grew up in Japan. Mm-hmm. We came to the States when I was only a couple months old. Where My family's you, military. Where were you born? I was born in uh, Sasebo, uh, Japan, I believe. 
on the island of Kyushu. Mm-hmm. So yeah. are you technically like non-American citizen? No, I'm a, an American citizen because I was born on a Navy base, oh. American soil. And wow. then, yeah, so we came back to Jersey. I got baptized there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we moved to Pennsylvania, uh, received my first communion, and then got my confirmation when we moved to Maryland. Um, in Maryland's where my faith really began to uh, flourish um, just mm-hmm. because of the community uh, in Southern Maryland. Were you like involved in your youth ministry and stuff? Yeah, so I went to my home parish and then uh, I got involved with uh, the school there from fifth to eighth grade. Um, mm-hmm. And then I just really loved the youth program, the youth minister. And from that point on, I kept up with the youth group all throughout high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then next thing you know, there was a summer program that was starting at that parish as well. And so my youth minister, who was leading that, asked me if I wanted to have a job. And so that was my first oh. job. And then I, I kept up with that throughout uh, college, at least the first year. And then I think the second year, I worked for a priest for a summer mm-hmm. um, as like kind of discernment. And then, uh, I mean, I, I went to Ave, and so that was mm-hmm. just a blessing there. And so just did, kinda... did you, is that where like a lot of your friends from Maryland came from, from those camps and that thing? Yeah, so from those camps, um, I went to public high school, and then a lot of the people that went to Ave came from the local private Catholic high school. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really know anybody from uh, St. Mary's Reich in the Catholic high school. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until we all came to Ave together that I was like, hey, you're from Maryland, I'm from Maryland. And then we just kind of got to know each other uh, from there. So so did you think that when you, as you were growing up, was like um, your faith really like yours or was it something that your it was your parents and you were only Catholic because your parents? like? At first, I was only uh, Catholic because of my parents, but it wasn't mm-hmm. until, I, I believe, middle school going into high school. Oh, really? That's when I really uh, started to uh, hold it for myself, mm-hmm. um, just because you didn't really have that kind of community in public high school. And so just yeah. keeping up with the youth group, I just really loved the atmosphere and the very welcoming environment. Yeah. yeah. that's That's really young for most people because... A lot of the people that we interview and we talk to, even if they're cradle Catholics, Mm -hmm. they come from households where, I mean, they come from households that are Catholic, right? Um, Or like maybe one parent's Catholic. And and most of the time they have like their conversion like late in high school or in high school and stuff like that. So it's interesting to hear you say that you were like, I think Garrick was the same way. Mm -hmm. Um, Like he had his like relatively young because especially because he lost his father so early. Mm. Um, And so that's like, you guys, I think, are like the first few that I hear, like middle school age is where it started to really fruition for your own. Because for myself, like, I was a senior in high school is when I finally, like, the wheels started to click, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, so that's really cool. That's really awesome. Um, Did you feel like, was there like a moment where you knew, like, oh, like, this is going to be, this has to be for me too, like my faith. I mean, as long as we're being honest, there was a there was a girl in high school. <laughs> oh no, not high school in middle school that gave a uh, talk about holiness. She's married now. <laughs> um, 
And uh, she gave a talk about what it meant to be holy. And mm. um, just just seeing her um, actually kind of exude that kind of uh, grace that was given to her mm-hmm. by God. Yeah. Um, it was just like, I, I want what that is. And yeah. so how can I like achieve what she has? Mm. Or not, and not necessarily achieve, but it's yeah. all a, a gift. So was she a guest speaker? She wasn't even a guest speaker. She was in my grade. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, and I was just like so taken aback when I, I, I just uh, wow. heard that talk, and I was just like, I, I want what she has. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, because I love that. Because um, I feel like we, I was talking about it in our last podcast. We all like learn or like are inspired by someone living out there, like who is in love with mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, right? Like, there's somebody that we encounter at some point of our lives that say like that. Wow, they're living a life of virtue, and I don't know why they're so joyful and I don't know why mm. and I want to know why and if it's because of Jesus then I want part of it right mm. and it's just really interesting because we I feel like most of us have experienced that and so then we like kind of got to look at ourselves like are we doing the hat mm. for the people in front of us and and there's times when I'm driving where I'm not mm. you know so there's times like that so that's really cool and it's really awesome to see other people at such a, such a young age to kind of like be living that already because mm-hmm. like I said it's normally later yeah. in life so that's inspiring okay. so then you went to Ave mm-hmm. uh, to start studying music but why why music was there was it always like you wanted to like were you always a performer or were you always like a, a singer a vocalist um, my parents always encouraged music Uh, I think my first performance was like in third grade where my teacher was holding like this. uh, His name was Mr. Pompicello and uh, he had Mr. P's Idol because American Idol was a very big thing at that time. And uh, I was singing, you raise me up. Yeah. There was a student from this area that um, from Resurrection. What? That was in the American Idol this past season. What? Yeah. Dang. So you got to find that girl. Yeah. Um, but you said that it was in third grade? Yeah, it was about in third grade um, that I, I first got my taste for performing, mm-hmm. not, not even on a stage. It was in the middle of the classroom. I, I was looking down the whole time mm-hmm. as I was singing. And then, um, I mean, I, I just kind of kept up with music. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it wasn't until high school. It was my senior year. Um, I had always been involved with the choirs and orchestra mm-hmm. that um, when I w- went into Allstate uh, Choir, Mm-hmm. Um, that's the point where I was like, I want to do this for a living. Mm-hmm. And so that was, what was that, uh, February, maybe March of my senior year. Wow. And then, um, I just wanted a solid Catholic identity, mm-hmm. um, especially in a school, mm-hmm. the college. And so I looked at Ave, they had a music program. I wanted to get into music education. They had vocal performance. They said they can, uh, help me get into teaching. And so yeah. I was like, Go for it. That's awesome. And yeah. so, with uh, were there other op- options for you, like uh, universities wise, like mm-hmm. uh, to study music and still have that Catholic faith? Um, I took a look at Catholic University of America. They mm-hmm. were very expensive. Oh yeah. Um, Christendom College offered, I believe, a minor in sacred music, and the same thing with Franciscan University of Steubenville. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I, I just like like you said, my grandma lives right across the road, and that's about mm-hmm. two and a half hours from Ave. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I had a community of like people from my hometown that's already at Ave. Mm-hmm. I have my grandma in case I ever want to stop by for breaks, and mm-hmm. it just all the pieces started falling into place as soon as I started mm-hmm. looking for it. So. Yeah, that's awesome. So then, was it always vocals, or when did I know you play other instruments? But when did that start to come into play? I was always primarily a vocalist. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'd never had formal training until I actually went to Ave, and so I was very um, grateful and very blessed mm-hmm. that Ave accepted me um, mm-hmm. to, into their vocal performance program. Mm-hmm. And uh, as for instruments, I mean, I I just did that because I, I thought it would make me a much more well-rounded musician, yeah. especially if I wanted to teach other instruments to yeah. kids. So yeah, and now. You work and live <laughs> in Lakeland, yeah, uh, Florida, which is where I live too. And um, it's great because when you when you because uh, you were supposed to be in the Disney Din- Disney College program, yeah. And l- tell us a little bit about that. Um, so I was working as a hotel room attendant for the university, mm-hmm. and I was just like making beds. I, I finished everything a little early. I, I had a really late night. Uh, shift. It, I think it was from like ten to one, mm-hmm. and around like midnight, I finished all my work kind of so early. During your school year, the D- yeah, during the year, during the senior year at Ave at Ave, mm-hmm. and I think it was around January or February. I forget when the deadline was, but I was just like, you know what? Let's see if I can get into the Disney College program. So I just got bored one night. I clicked on it, and then I started filling stuff out. And I put like, hey, I'm a hotel room attendant. Maybe I could work in a hotel in Disney. Yeah. So uh, I, I finished the application process. A couple days later, they told me I, I was accepted into the second part of the interview. And then it just kept on going from there. And I yeah. actually auditioned to be a uh, cast performer. Right. Um, I made it through until the uh, last amount of rounds, which is surprising. I didn't have any like dance experience. <laughs> I was just like, well, we're marching. We're marching. <laughs> Um, but maybe you could see by my actions that like I'm very stiff, yeah. but like I don't, I don't mind kind of looking like a fool, yeah. uh, especially for for the kids that I teach now. That's awesome. um, but yeah, I got accepted. Uh, coronavirus happened. They had to um, take away the Disney College program yeah. for uh, the fall group and then um, fall advantage group and then the fall group as well. And so I over the summer, I just stayed at my university kind of kept quarantined and then mm-hmm. I applied to jobs around here yeah. yeah and then I thought you were joking that you got the like you were getting an app that you were coming I thought you were just coming into town just to hang out but oh yeah then you were like <laughs> yeah I have an interview I'm like what <laughs> at a resurrection I was like oh oh sick yeah <laughs> and actually you know he like messaged me the next couple of days and you got it I was like dude that's awesome you're in the <laughs> and I'm moving over there so like well I don't know if I knew that at that point but I knew that you weren't going to be far. So it's like the first time to have like somebody from college be near mm-hmm. where I'm living now. So it was really great. So I was really excited and not just having just a friend from college, but like having a good friend. So mm-hmm. that was awesome. Um, we're going to take a break right here. and We're going to get to know Chris a little bit more about, you know, his writing and his relationships with God and stuff like that. So yeah, we'll be right back. If you ever wanted to start a podcast, today is the day. 
Go to Anchor.fm to get started. It's a, they have a free app on the App Store and it has all the creation tools you need that allows you to record, edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. This app and your cell phone is literally the only thing you need to start a podcast. Use the microphone on your phone, record a voice memo, upload it to Anchor, and that's it. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Uh, you can make money off of your podcast with no minimum listenership. And like I said, everything you need to make a podcast is in one place on the Anchor app. So go to anchor.fm to get started or download the free Anchor app in your app store. Again, anchor.fm to get started or download the free Anchor app in your store. And we hope that you join the podcast world. Let's go. We are back with our writer, Chris Amuko. We're having a great time. We are obviously can't compose ourselves right now. Um, we got to know him a little bit about his like his background, his history of music, and what he's doing currently in his life. But we're going to get a little bit more specifically about to living ardently and writing for the uh, the podcast. So, what, you know, how did I, do you remember how I approached you about being a writer? Or did you approach me? I feel like I, I, I don't know. I think it was a little bit about both. Yeah, I feel like you joked about it. Yeah, I like joked about it because I, I was thinking about it. Uh, I was probably looking at like some other um, person's like blog posts. And I was yeah. like, I feel like I could do this. Yeah, and I, I feel like I got something in my brain that like God might want me to say to someone. Right. Who knows out there? Right. Out there. One of you guys. One of you. One of you. Girls. 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 girls, girls guys. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have to be super inclusive, especially with like the students that I teach. So yeah. it's like. Guys and gals. Guys and gals. <laughs> Sounds like an elementary school teacher. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hi. Hi. So, um, yeah, I, I think I remember you, like, asking, but then I was like, yeah, like, we're actually trying to expand. And mm-hmm. and then, like, um, one writer had to step down just for other for reasons. And so I was like, oh, okay. So, like, she was one of our writers who did two a week. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, man that's like two posts a week that I, I won't have. So either somebody has to, you know, like two people have to like step up and do two or I need to find more writers. And I was like, it's probably better to find more writers. Mm-hmm. And so I do, I do remember asking you after I think you have, um, yeah, toyed with the idea. Yeah. So that's really cool. Um, so what is like when you, when you're writing, where are you like drawing from your experiences from like, with God or like, um, how does it usually go? Do you have a process? Um, I mean, usually you post the uh, the the, the quotes. The, yeah, the quote the quotes um, in our group chat, and then uh, from that point on, it's like whatever. It's kind of like a reflex, right? Yeah, it's kind of like this one. This one like speaks to me, right. and I feel like I can draw something from this mm-hmm. and then uh, I usually try to go into like personal experiences or maybe it makes me think of like a bible verse that I thought about mm-hmm. and uh, I just go from there and um, it mostly draws from my personal experiences yeah and sometimes it's just like something that happened during the week and I'm like wow this happened during the week right, like this right. is very relatable to like right. what I just experienced and so it's right. really fresh in the brain right right, right. it's and it's really good to like to have, I think the way that we do it, I think is very helpful for, it, it, like it 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 involves that, like having mm-hmm. to reflect on the quote, see what quote stands out, and that's why I like giving a little bit, uh, I mean, 
giving like um, giving them at the same time so people get the chance to kind of like oh let me read and reflect and then like it you know mm-hmm. and I try to make it so that most people whoever most of the writers are going to relate to whatever we I put out there uh, because a lot of them like they resonate with me I'm sure they'll re- resonate with other people you know because yeah. um, I'm no more than another person um, so what what has what has this like starting writing like has it has it helped you in your relationship with God like writing and stuff I think at first uh, I, I definitely felt of it as like oh great I, I bit off another thing where it's like I <laughs> right. have like this, these many limes in my hand how am I gonna right right pick up lines yeah. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a really bad joke I don't know why I thought about limes but um, yeah it's just like I, I always feel like I bite off more than I could chew yeah. and um, but I knew that this would definitely be something that uh, helps my spiritual life um, mm-hmm. because it, I, I felt like it came to a point where I realized I wasn't spending as much time as I should with God and especially mm-hmm. as my day gets busier I need to be um, more intimate with God in those moments, especially when mm-hmm. the days get more stressful. Right. Um, and so, yeah, just just from that point on, I was like, I, I really got to do this. Um, I, I really got to dive headfirst and just like give it my all. Right. Yeah. That's really great to even think about it because now, now, now that you mentioned it, it's kind of like journaling. Yeah, yeah. In a way, like, but you're like making that journal public, mm-hmm. that journal entry kind of public. And, um, yeah, cause I used to journal often, mm. but for, um, like a long time, I kind of like, I'm on and off with it yeah. uh, nowadays. But whenever I do journal, it's like, wow, like this is, this is great. It's just my, my hand hurts. Now it's just like tap, 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 tap. Yeah. Like, I, I mm. want to start tapping, like, but at the same time, I feel like when I'm here, I'm not as disciplined, mm. you know, when I'm, I'm typing on a computer and not as disciplined as if I'm writing you know i'm not as like yeah. into it because there's like so much distraction mm, okay. you know so um when you uh, when you write um your reflections are you, you are you in the space that is usually like private or you're like doing it like wherever you are i know like some of our writers have been traveling recently mm. and like they'll do it on their go um and yeah so do you have like a um Typically, it's whenever I find free time and I'm just like, yeah, I, I really should do this. Adrian's been asking me for a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's, it's just usually on my phone and right. uh, I, I can take this wherever I go. I don't right. need a big old laptop in order to write a reflection. Right. And it's kind of like you, you don't need anything humongous in order to be with God. You right. just need yourself and a little bit of quiet time and so even if it's in like my car sometimes I, I write a reflection in my car nice um and just someplace nice and quiet where i can be intimate mm-hmm. vulnerable no in your in, in your own prayer life outside of writing and journaling and stuff mm-hmm. like that is there like a specific way that you like to like pray and encounter christ hmm. it, it's really difficult to say because um now that you mention it, I, I feel like the, most of the prayer time that I have with God is usually when I'm with kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, if you're with kids for eight periods a day, you're seeing like eight <laughs> prayers. And right. 
sometimes it gets kind of stale. I mean, yeah. sometimes you're going to feel like prayer is stale. But mm-hmm. uh, there are a couple times where I just felt very moved or very stressed, and I felt like I really needed to ask for uh, yeah. God's graces to get me through the rest of the day. And so <laughs> I just make that known with the kids, like, yeah. and dear Lord Jesus, help these kids to be kind to uh, his teacher mr luhuko this period he's had a long day <laughs> i'm sure the uh distance learners the parents that are watching on the distance learning they're like poor, poor guy yeah poor guy <laughs> <laughs> two schools <laughs> that's crazy that's crazy yeah it's it's for me like i like i always i'm so like i, I jump from place to place to like how i like to like i said i'm on and off with my journaling because sometimes mm-hmm. i love journaling but other times it's like journaling is just really hard to do right now. I just need to be quiet or I need to do some lectio, like, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, or maybe I just need to be in silence or just go to the chapel. Like uh, right now it's hard because we do, we can't do an adoration, but I do have an advantage of working of a church mm-hmm. and having access to the church whenever I really would like to. Although like I would set up alarms if I was there after hours, yeah, you yeah. know, so, um, but yeah, it's really interesting to kind of like, to go um, into like the ideas of of what we prefer, like some people like it's, like have that regimented like this is how I like to pray, this is where I pray the best, and then people are like yeah I can I can go read the Bible or I can go read scripture and journal about it, or I can just sit in silence and completely be in close to Christ, and so. I feel like I'm more of uh, more of that than like having that one way, mm-hmm. but I feel like there's so much benefits of having like that one way at the same time. Yeah, you know, so just like a, and, and so you know, I like to ask people that because there's, like I said, we can learn from each other's kind of experiences and how we experience Christ because there's not one way, right, to mm-hmm. experience Christ, and hopefully what we offer on our social media and in this podcast is another a way of you experiencing Christ, like mm-hmm. the listeners. Um, and, and my hope is to like, to do the same for the writers. So like I'm providing opportunities for you all to reflect and add to your prayer life while you're providing that for the people who are going to read your, or listen, read your reflection or you know mm-hmm. whatever. So that's the hope. Um, and I think that if we're able to continue to do that, not just in our podcast, but in our, on our, our, like, um, like, like daily lives in a different way, like, I feel like we could uh, really evangelize and evangelize well. Mm-hmm. But I think the first and foremost has to be the fact that we see people, not just like, you know, we see that we see the people mm-hmm. for who they are. And that's a beloved son and daughter. And if we don't see that, then we failed, you know? Yeah. Um, or everything else is just going to be hard to catch up. Mm. Right. Um, so what have you kind of like, have you learned anything in these past like two months of writing, um, in your relationship with Christ? Like, is there anything that kind of, I I think the, uh, one thing, I mean, I'm sure there's more, but like the one thing that pops in my head right Right, now is just allowing, God to kind of like pierce your heart at any point mm. and uh every time I see a text message from you I mean like I said it's like <laughs> oh you've been asking me for the past couple of days like sometimes I just like flip my phone over and just 
sleep. Yeah, I mean, you sleep. Like, <laughs> oh man, I'm really tired today. But um, no, it, it's just like it's it's a calling to something greater, mm-hmm. um, uh, giving more of yourself, mm-hmm. um, and just like every time that you text me, like, hey, do you think you can reflect today? It's it's kind of like saying that, like, can can you give just a little more? And then mm-hmm. if I kind of relate that to Christ, can you just give a little mm-hmm. more to these kids? And so being a living ardently writer mm-hmm. and applying that to what I do in schools, like, hey, mm-hmm. can you just give a little more to these kids? Mm-hmm. Give a little more. Wow. And like, even though I'm tired at the end of the day, I'm like, it was worth it. It was worth it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's actually really great because, you know, I, I feel like we, we as Christians ought to always try to do a bit more, but it's just so easy mm-hmm. to settle, right? I feel like I do that all the time I mean if you look at like it's just been so exhausting trying to move and do all this stuff and uh, we had confirmation last weekend and I just didn't do anything I got home like I did a couple things around the room like set uh, like unpack but I didn't go to the gym I didn't like make time for prayer most of the nights like I just like got in my bed did some of the stuff and slept mm-hmm. you know um, because just complacency and like feeling exhausted and I feel like just uh, just doing a little bit more you know just like saying Elisa like an our father at the end of the day mm-hmm. or a glory be or thanking a, a prayer of thanksgiving for the day would have really pushed you know you know pushed me to the next level I mean if you think about it the gym right mm-hmm. we work out like we Chris and I work out a lot together I <laughs> I like I say okay one more one more rep like one more rep you can do it like you're good you can you got this <laughs> this is my first time doing this <laughs> <laughs> we were doing bench presses today and I wanted to see what Chris could do and he and he did really well and I was just trying to push him that little more mm. and to see if like he can get that out of us and I feel like when we're under stress it's so easy to just like okay I'm done like give yeah. up the bar but like that extra rep like would just get you know like having that mentality like just pushing through that extra rep gives us a mentality to continue to do that in all of our other sets you know Mm. and so i feel like if we continue that and apply that into our prayer life and stuff things would just change things would change oh yeah so that's awesome i love that um do you have like a favorite post or reflection that you've written i mean uh the only one that comes to mind right now is, is uh, my most recent one uh, about the cross country race and oh, really yeah. helping that uh, kid. Yeah. And so, kind of, for those who didn't um, see that, why don't you uh, kind of share that story? Um, so I was. Uh, what was this, the quote? Oh, the quote? I don't have the quote off the top of my see. head. Sorry. So the quote is: "Bravery is not the absence of fear, but the ability to conquer our fears and choose to do the right thing." By Emily Wilson. So tell us a little bit about that story that you uh, reflected on here. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can read it on uh, Living Arlo, but Right. <laughs> for, the, for those of you that are probably maybe driving and listening to a podcast on your drive. Yeah. Um, I, I used to run cross country in mm-hmm. high school. And my freshman year, uh, I actually didn't make the team because I didn't train at all. I couldn't <laughs> run a mile. And, yeah. Yeah, and if you didn't know, you had to run 3.1 miles. Oh, wow. And um, after like maybe two laps around the track, uh, I was winded. I felt like puking. I didn't want any part of this. And coach is like, maybe, maybe next year. Right. And uh, I, I just felt 
very sad about that because um, at, at the school that I was attending, mm-hmm. you had to run either for four years in a row or you had to be one of the top seven runners for, I think, two or three races, uh, two or three meets mm-hmm. uh, for one season in order to qualify for a varsity letter. Uh-huh. And so I, I knew, I mean, I, I just knew that I wasn't going to be one of those top seven runners. Um, and <laughs> if I been. didn't, yeah, if I didn't make it my freshman year, then there was a good chance that I'm not getting that varsity letter. Right. Um, but I, I still continue to train with them. I was like, you know, this is good. This is good. Mm-hmm. I, I really need to get out of the house and just like do something different, meet, yeah. meet people. Right. And I, I loved, um, I hated. <laughs> I, I loved and hated running. <laughs> Sounds about right. Sounds yeah. like about every experience I've had with running. <laughs> yeah. It's Actually, just... more so hate than love, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I, I just kept on doing that for the next uh, few years. And then my senior year, um, I think I was helping out in the summer program and I saw um, my old uh, cafeteria lady. Mm. And her name was Mrs. Pollock. And uh, her son was going to be an incoming freshman my senior year. Mm-hmm. And uh, she asked me, like, he, he's interested in trying out for cross country. Do you think you could, like, keep an eye out for him? I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I, I could do that. And, um, yeah, as, as soon as um, the tryouts happened, which were, like, on my birthday, that's when uh, uh, that's when I saw him again. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I didn't see him for the whole summer training with the team. And I was like, oh, man, aren't you in for a surprise? <laughs> and uh, so, I, I, yeah, I, I definitely could have just, like, disregarded Mrs. Pollock's word. Right. But there's, like, kind of, like, a nagging feeling. It's like, nah, you should, you should really help him because mm-hmm. you knew what it was like. Right. You knew what it was like. And so... Uh, when the race started, I think I ran a little bit ahead of him um, for, I think, maybe the first half mile, maybe even a whole mile. And then mm-hmm. I noticed that it, he was kind of like out of my sight. So I just kind of like slowed my pace down, right. waited. And then um, I just like kind of ran with him for the whole rest of the uh, three and a half miles. Wow. Um, it was a four mile like time trial. We had yeah. to do it in like 44 minutes. Right. And uh, I just stayed with him and just kept, kept on pushing him. I was like, yeah, you can do this. You can do this. Yeah. And it's like, don't walk, don't walk. Yeah. It's the one thing you can't do. <laughs> don't right. walk in cross country. Right. <laughs> Cause so many people gave me crap about that. Walking. Yeah. Walking. There, there's people like passing me like, look at this guy. I'm like, no, <laughs> you gotta go jump in the river. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, eventually we, we made it to the finish line and, um, mm. event, I mean, he made it for his freshman year. He continued on with it, oh, wow. as, as far as I know. And um, I'm pretty sure that he got his varsity letter. So. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's something, you know, with with what we were talking about earlier, applies directly. Like, you know, just just pushing a little bit more. Like, mm. when you feel like you have nothing left. I mean, Costa, I've never run Costa Country, but I did do a Spartan race with you. No, you... <laughs> <bruh>. <laughs> We did a Spartan race. I didn't train year. for that either. Yeah, you did not train for that, and that was insane. And uh, you still weren't that far behind me for not training while I was you, training. You're helping me along, just like that. <laughs> right. I was helping that guy. Right. Yeah. So we um, we uh, ran that. I mean, from my limited experience with running, it's just mm-hmm. like 
like you're like you're pushing yourself to such extreme extents and like in the heat and like you're trying to make a certain time especially if you're like trying to 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 like or like win a race right you're trying mm-hmm. to get a certain time and you try to outbeat your opponents but the camaraderie i mean like for the spartan race like the camaraderie that came with like that came in that with the people who were running mm-hmm. who like were encouraging me like when I slowed down at some point, except we were running together for a bit, but then like I couldn't like handle just like waiting because if I more I waited, the more I got tired. Yeah. So I just had to keep going to ignore that. Um, but then I didn't have that like um, like partnership with you guys. Mm-hmm. But I thought I was gonna. So I thought I was gonna start to struggle without that. And I realized like that everybody that was there was still doing that for me mm-hmm. because they were encouraging me. Like, I had somebody help me over a wall. Yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't know him. I was like, hey, man, can you help me over this? I'm like, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was like, hey, I'll just put your foot here. I'm like, um, and then if you need a little boost, I'll push your foot up. Yeah. And he helped me. And it was awesome. Um, I don't know if we uh, lost camera there for a bit, but um, hopefully you you see. But if you don't, if you didn't see for a bit, um, hopefully you hear the audio. So, for a, a long time, for a long stretch of that run, I was away from you all, and I just was building. Like only thing that kept me going was the encouragement from the other people, to just keep on pushing me to like, hey, like you can do more. Come on, like, and I was exhausted. I was beat. You have to do burpees if you don't do an obstacle. And if you don't do, if you don't do the like, well, they don't really discipline. I don't. I think I did like ten burpees. You're supposed to do like what? I think it was like twenty burpees. Fifteen. 15 burpees yeah, and maybe like 15. did like I think it was 20 it was 20 yeah I think it was 20 I, I think I maybe would have done like 10 and I just moved on okay. like I was just so beat but like they were pushing me to an extent like um come on like you can go you can keep running just jog with us jog with us and so like I would jog with them and then like whenever I got tired it's like alright I gotta take a break and I was like alright man we'll see you at the finish line you know mm-hmm. like it was a couple people like that that just keep on going and if we're able to do that for each other in our spiritual lives and like even just seeing what you like you said earlier like uh, just give me a little bit more mm-hmm. now I feel like we can really like I said earlier like really make a change and not in, not only in our own lives but in our entire like nation mm-hmm. right if we're able to instill that and in our church at least at the very least our church if we are able to like help each other kind of have that same mentality um and oftentimes, like I said, like it's just easier easier to walk than run. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's going to stop and just, like, cruise. But we have to be running to the Lord, right? And, yeah. and I think that's that's the important lesson in, in your reflection. So I love that, and it reminded me of that. So that's really cool. Um, one of the last things I'd like to ask our writers, because um, I, I started this these episodes the beginning towards the beginning of the year, but towards now it's towards the end of the year. I like to mm-hmm. ask still, um, what is the goal for the rest of this year, for you? Make it through. Make it through. Yeah, it's been hard. It's yeah. been hard. Yeah. Uh, first year teaching, especially after coronavirus and having to deal with distance learning. Yeah. Um, that's that's been a major uh, challenge in trying to plan. Yeah. And in order to provide a good education for those that are distance learning and for those that are in class, like yeah. trying to make something that works for both of them mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, uh, I think that's my main goal. I, I want to make it through this first year of teaching and just like 
get off mm-hmm. to a good running start, especially for next year. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you think that the kids will will be back to like um, be I don't know, back to normal mm-hmm. once um, once this like once this whole thing kind of settles down more and they're able to kind of like go to school without mask and yeah. things like that? Or do you feel still feel like that's there's going to be a taintedness from this virus that's going to still cause that awkwardness and weirdness in schools? What I'm worried about is the, the parents, the parents that um, don't realize that having their children distance learning. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't had one case in our school, and that's like knock on wood, and I'm very mm-hmm. grateful for that. Mm-hmm. But the students that are distance learning, they are put at a disadvantage, even though that we try to reassure parents that like we're doing our best efforts to make sure that they get the best education that they can. Mm-hmm. Um, what they don't see is that us teachers are struggling a lot for those distance learners and just trying to provide the best education that we can. But mm-hmm. we know that we can't provide that education unless we're face-to-face. There's something very important about that mm-hmm. face-to-face connection, knowing your teacher mm-hmm. um, and just having that personal relationship, not through a screen. Um, right. I mean, that's the same thing with real life. Right, yeah. absolutely. And it's kind of it's it's kind of crazy because like, you know, I can't imagine one doing that, having to learn this way. Mm-hmm. But it's so interesting because a lot of friendships nowadays are made through social media, through the screen. Mm-hmm. But it's not the same as learning, you know. Yeah. Um, and I know my sister is doing online learning right now because they're in Palm Beach, and Palm Beach is a whole different mm-hmm. scenario with COVID. Uh, they're getting better, but like it, they still. Just, my my mom just wants to be, and I think the school is actually at fifty percent capacity, so mm-hmm. only fifty percent of the students are there. So it's just it's really hard to see that, um, and in knowing what and thinking about the repercussions that's going to happen to this generation who had to go through this, mm-hmm. you know, however long this is, it's still going to leave an impact, you know. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. So. For all those who are in um, in the the field of teaching and, and education, um, or in, if you're a parent, we're praying for you. I know this is a tough time, and and, um, and we're praying for everybody who are listening because that's the goal. Um, again, is to help um, help you all in your spiritual lives, and if that just means praying for you all, then we're doing that. We we pray for every single person that listens to the podcast, everybody who follows us on social social media and reads the reflections. Um, because that is, um, I mean, that's the whole reason for this ministry's existence is you all, um, is to help you all get closer to Christ and maybe be an outlook, one of the very many outlook like outlets of ministry of crisis ministry in on social media, um, and in podcasting, and so hopefully this like just learning from other people's experiences, um, and having and like interviewing people, learning from their lives and their experiences maybe it will help you. Um, in, the, in in some way, um, and that's the goal. That's the hope for for all of this. And uh, we hope that today you you gain something from Chris's story, <laughs> uh, from the conversation that we had, um, and know that if you have anything to like questions or anything like that, always feel free to send us a message or an email, however you would like, because we want to have we want to continue to have a dialogue. I mean, this podcast is a lot of the times the dialogue between two of the people. Mm-hmm. But 
we want it to be with you all too. And that's why we love the Q&A episodes with Jarrell because we get to hear from you all and we get to give back to you all um, answering those questions. And so continue to answer, ask some really good, you guys asked some really good questions this past month. Um, so continue to do that. And, um, and maybe, maybe we'll even like start doing it for the regular guests and answering it, uh, answering questions with the regular guests that you all submit. So that it's a continuous dialogue between us. Um, yeah. I have one more thing for you is okay. like, what is your message to all of those who are listening, um, who will read the reflections or whatever the case may be? What is your message to them? Hmm. Dive right in. Dive right in. Dive right in. Two. Just, if you feel that you're called, mm-hmm. I say dive right in. I mean, the, the Lord will never mm-hmm. uh, deny anyone who gives everything to him. Mm-hmm. And if you dive right in and you just give him everything, then he's going to give everything straight back to you. He's going to reward you mm-hmm. and uh, just he, he's going to fulfill his promise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always say I always say this my, my, my with 2020 going the way it is, I had the same phrase that's been in my head is shoot your shot, right? Like that's just a, mm-hmm. it's a simple phrase. Shoot your shot. Do what you got to do. Don't be afraid. Um, that's something that Jarrell has helped instilled in me and like not be afraid of the moment and like going out and asking people to be on the podcast. People who are mm-hmm. big, people who don't know who the heck I am, like shooting our shot. Like and if you feel some sort of call to whatever you're doing, dive right in. Shoot your shot. <laughs> what, what else do you have to lose? 2020 has been a rough year. Like... <laughs> We have so much to like gain at this point. Like anywhere is up, I think, at this point. So, because um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but there is. <laughs> what else? can go downhill? What else can I go downhill? But yeah, thanks, Chris, for coming on. Thanks for um, you know always being a great friend to me to, um, and to our friend group. And uh, thank you for you know saying yes to being a writer because. I'm sure you're helping a ton of people who are listening and reading and, and re- reading your reflections and stuff like that. So thank you. Thank you for the opportunity and thanks for your patience. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Make sure if you want to follow us on social media, if you're not already, go to Living Ardently on Instagram. Uh, you can follow Chris um, at his personal Instagram account, which is at Chris underscore Lamhuko. Yep. I-L-M-J-U-C-O. I-L-M. I. Oh, well, sorry. <laughs> I'm this. Ilmjuko. <laughs> I'm a little dyslexic, I think. I'm starting to learn this a little bit more and more about me. We'll record this again. <laughs> <laughs> it's L I M J U C O um, for his last name. So um, and you can follow me and my personal account. It's only Adrian. Um, all of that will be linked in the description below. And uh, I'll, I'll even link that the post that he liked. Um, and that you shared about mm-hmm. in the description so you can read that quote and reflection um great well make sure you uh if you're listening on apple Podcasts, please leave us a review and rating it helps us a lot make sure you subscribe if you're not already uh make sure you're following and subscribe to wherever else if you listen to podcasts if you're not listening on apple Podcasts, because i know there's people who are listening on spotify and stuff and you can you know follow there or subscribe there however you want to <coughs> however you want to uh you listen to our podcast 
if you want to watch the video, if you're watching the video right now on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe. Um, if you haven't already, hit the notification bell so you know when we're uploading the video portions of these podcasts. And hopefully by the point of you listening to this, you can go on a podcast and, and our, our YouTube channel and see all the new videos that we've uploaded uh, recently. So hopefully they're all there. But again, we just got Wi-Fi. I have to export all those projects and they're always over an hour long. So they're pretty big and my computer can only handle so much. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Thanks again for your, all that you all. Thanks again for all of you for listening. It's been helpful for us. Um, yeah. Any last words? God bless. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. Take care. Have a great, great week. And until next time. Keep living ardently. Peace. Peace. <laughs>